Hello, listeners. Welcome to the first episode of Dispatches from the Edge of Nowhere. This is your hostess, Tris G, coming to you now from the broadcast tower on the edge of nowhere. My partner, Demond, couldn't join us this week. He's away on urgent personal business and may be out for the next two weeks. Demond, if you're hearing this broadcast, my brother, here's hoping you a swift return. It's a quiet night here in the tower. Nothing to really do but think, and of course, talk to you listeners. As the shadows slowly engulf me, I'm left to contemplate recent events in the world. More specifically, the state of law enforcement in the United States. It has been brought to my attention that Sandra Bland is back in the news with the release of footage captured on her cell phone at the time of her arrest. Footage we didn't previously have. And so it causes me to put forth the question, who watches the Watchmen? Like many POC and LGBT individuals in this country, I am not without my own run-ins with the police, albeit thankfully short ones. Minority history is storied with instances that put us in direct opposition of law enforcement at the time. I, personally, in another life, have been stopped by the police on three separate occasions, all of which for doing largely innocuous things. The first time, I was stopped when walking home from a costume party, and I may or may not have actually resembled an individual that the police were currently looking for. Considering how uniquely dressed I was, I am very, very skeptical of this statement. The second time was while trying to get medicine for my sick girlfriend. I'd snuck out after dark so she wouldn't try to stop me in trying to obtain it. She had a fever and I, being the worrywart that I am, didn't feel like sitting around and waiting for the next morning. And lastly, was when I was early released from UPS, the place I was working at the time, and the sun hadn't yet come up. Early releases were fairly common for me because I was a seasonal and current full-time employees usually take precedence over the temps in terms of the hours. Since then, I've thankfully not been stopped myself by the police, but I have been in vehicles with other people when they've been stopped by the police and every single time that feeling of being on edge hits me like a brick. And now that we're almost ready for another election and we've been forced to sit through a Trump presidency now for almost four years, I can't help but look at the number of instances we've had when it comes to police since then and the discourse that surrounds it. The black experience when it comes to the police I would like to say is an almost wholly unique one because, well, we've never really truly had a moment in our history in the United States where our encounters with the police have been positive. With almost every single major case between a police officer and a black individual who most of the time is not really doing anything to warrant the attention that they got from the police. 
I've seen several of my people get gunned down, oftentimes in the back. I've seen many go to prison, and always the discourse about it is the same. People who support us obviously can see the inherent problem in a lot of the instances in which these incidents occurred. And on the other side, we have people who might not necessarily have the frame of reference needed to understand why we're so opposed to law enforcement, stating that they support the police over the individual who was arrested. The logic there is usually that they did something that warranted the policeman's attention. That if the person is now dead or severely injured, it is because they did something to deserve it, like mouthed off to the police or attempted to run away. Not completely understanding or understanding fully that to be black and to encounter the police is oftentimes a time of high stress at best. And that's not without reason considering what has happened to us over the years. When my parents were growing up, it was not uncommon for the police to just harass us for the sake of harassing us. Many black men and women are now on the ground because of one bad run-in with the police. Or because someone, usually a white person, called the police on them. And that legacy has continued on for decades across multiple generations. I really don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that even though black folks on more than one occasion have been labeled as super predators, the number one predator of the black community is the police. And if you're LGBT, well, I don't think I need to tell you listeners what happens when we run afoul of the police. In fact, our modern movement was started because of run-ins with the police. After years of raids on our community, a bunch of us got together and decided that perhaps we're not going to deal with it. That resulted in a riot, a riot that this year is celebrating its 50th anniversary. I am talking about the Stonewall Riots. Now, say what you will about relations in the LGBT community following the riots, but to this day, Every single thing that we have come to know about the LGBT community is because of those riots. And those riots were in response to police. It's not uncommon for marginalized groups to run afoul of the boys in blue. After all, when you're a member of a marginalized group, it's really easy to sweep you under the rug. And unfortunately, Apart from black people and LGBT people, two major subsections of a marginalized community are sex workers and trans women. Sex workers, because of the currently illegal status and the stigma that surrounds sex in this country, none of which what happens to them is justified in the slightest and trans women, partly because of our interconnected history with the sex work industry. After all, for many of us, it is a viable means of income where many places won't allow us to work for them. And so, 
the trans identity has become almost synonymous with sex work. Many victims being both find themselves beaten, find themselves sexually assaulted, and thrown in jail where the same thing will happen again and again. Now, I'm not saying that the police are corrupt, but what I am saying is these little instances aren't exactly helping their PR campaign, if you get my drift. Further things harming their public image is the fact that most police officers do not actually in fact have the training to handle encounters with the LGBT community, more specifically with trans women. Even when policies are put in place, many of the officers do not have the training to address the needs of trans individuals. Now, why might this be? Could it be because of no funding? Could it be because they don't care? Or is it because the justice system in our United States is not geared towards rehabilitation, but specifically towards incarceration and punishment? Not necessarily because of any major feeling that punishment is the best solution, but because the almighty dollar reigns supreme. Our prison system only makes money if there's a constant stream of bodies going in and out of its doors. And in our capitalist society, is it really so shocking that something so important is being governed by private industry? I really don't think so. And it's unfortunate, what with us being the country with the number one prison population. So I guess Republicans are right. We are number one in something, just not something that is good or particularly healthy. And with the police being militarized now and having incentive to crack down on criminals to meet quotas, is it really so shocking that they would start going after people who aren't really doing anything all that bad? After all, much of our prison population is people who are there for nonviolent offenses. And while the average citizen can wind up in jail languishing away for decades at a time, sometimes on death row, the officers that put them away rarely ever see equal punishment for having made some sort of, well, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. They rarely ever see equal punishment for royally fucking up. And with that being the case, can any of us ever really expect justice? Or should we just assume that if it does happen, that wasn't the intention? That's quite heavy, isn't it, listeners? Well, the shadows have claimed the tower, and there are other things on the prowl out there other than the police. Almost time to go silent, but before I leave you, let me suggest some listening to tide you over till next we meet. Our boys over at Geek Astronaut provide just the fix you need. Available wherever you may find your podcasts. But if just listening isn't your jam, check out their YouTube channel of the same name. Give them some love, won't you? The time has come to sink back into the shadows. However, to reiterate and answer my initial question. Who watches the watchman? Perhaps the answer is in the mirror. Take care, listeners. Tris G, signing out.